I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. Thank you for joining us through our podcast. Let me extend a personal invitation as well to join us at RRPC in person on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. This is the Easter season. We explore together resurrection hope as a people of faith. The Lord has risen. The Lord has risen indeed. May you be renewed and empowered, comforted and challenged as we listen to and for God's Word together today. Hi, I'm Neil Carter, the pastor at Rocky River Presbyterian Church, and thanks for joining in to our sermon podcast today. We hope you find God's love, grace, and challenge as you listen to and for God's Word. Today's Gospel lesson is found in Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8, and it can be found on page 54 in your pew Bible. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they may go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb, for terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. The word of our Lord. It was April of 1999. We were, we were living in Moxville at the time. Not Knoxville, but Moxville. There's this radio station in Greensboro, and they had this radio show called Two Guys Named Chris. It's still, it's still there. Uh, tune in every once in a while. But in the, their morning show, they came across with this announcement from the Greensboro City Council there had been a terrible drought in that area that year. I remember that. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't turn the water on, like, I don't know, for like three or four days. Or drought. I can't remember. It was bad. But since there had been this terrible drought, the, the uh, Greensboro City Council had decided that everybody had done so well that what they wanted them to do was to turn on their shower just in their house all day long. Just let it run. And so the two guys named Chris made this announcement in April about what a great job of conservation. So just turn your showers on and let them run all day. Well, it was April 1st. 
Yeah, and people fell for it in Greensboro. And so it, it was one of those April Fool's jokes that went horribly wrong because the town council was inundated with phone calls. The radio station was inundated with phone calls. And they finally had to come on and say, y'all, it's, it's April 1st. Get it? Nobody in their right mind would tell you to turn your shower on and let it run all day long. Okay? And so they got a lot of phone calls, even from the town council, city council, said, hey, you guys ought to knock it off. So the next year, they decided that it's on 4-1 that all the gas stations in Greensboro, since it's 4-1, were selling their gas for 41 cents. So just show up and... Um, yeah, it went about like you think it'd go. <laughs> it's the history of April Fool's Day. Like most things, it's not very certain in the Western world how it came about and what we do. The jokes and the pranks are supposed to end at 12 o'clock, so a um, uh, little bit of time left. But basically what it was was the ancient calendar, New Year's was... The new year of the year was celebrated somewhere between March 25th and April 1st. Well, when they switched calendars way back when and went to the Gregorian ca uh, calendar, they moved it to the way we have it now, December 31st over to Mar uh, January 1st. Well, communication wasn't like it was now, you know, way back when. They didn't have cell phones and, and, and the like. So not everybody got the news. So some people, and some people are just stubborn. We don't have any of those people around here. But, and of course, they couldn't have been Presbyterians because Presbyterians are never like that. But, but they were just like, no, April 1st is our New Year's, and that's just the way it's going to be. I don't care if the rest of the world changes. I ain't changing. So when those people were, were called April Fools, because... Everybody else had moved to January 1st. That's the way the world works. We move on. Because of this misunderstanding, some of them were called April Fools or April Fish. That's the way it goes. Some people even take this all the way back to um, Noah and, and say, and he was actually the first April Fool because he sent the dove out to find uh, dry land a day early than he was supposed to, and that was on April 1st, so he, he did it wrong. And so he was the April Fool. That's a stretch, by the way, just in case you're wondering. Another place in Scripture is when they, at the resurrection scene, or at the uh, crucifixion, where Pilate is sending Jesus back and forth, and Herod, and they send him back and forth again. The name is sending a man from Pilate to Herod is an old way of saying a fool's errand. Yeah, for what it's worth. But in Scotland, the the founders of the Presbyterian Church are from Scotland. So they used to have a day called Hunt the Gawk Day. Gawk means cuckoo or foolish. So, so if you were a gawk, you were, you know, not a very bright person. So Hunt the Gawk Day was celebrated by sending a person to find the fool of the day and the person that they're sending is the one that ends up being the fool. And the traditional prank is, is that you ask someone to deliver this sealed letter to a friend. And, and in that message, it says, you know, hunt the gawk. And then so the, the friend would say, 
I could help you with this, but you've got to find somebody else to help you spread the word. So you go find somebody else to help you down the road a mile. And, and then they just keep sending the person on and on and on with the letter and the message. And after a while, hopefully, you catch on that you're the guy. So it's with Hunt the Gawk Day, we find ourselves with these women going to the tomb basically to take care of a body, the corpse. They're sure is there. They saw him take him down off the cross on Friday. They saw him put him in the tomb. You can't do anything to a body on, on the Sabbath. That would be not right. So you have to wait till the first day of the week, Sunday. So they get up real early. But we know the story, don't we? We're out ahead of these women on this part. We've heard this story before. So we know where they're going. They're going to the tomb. It's a fool's errand. We know because we've read it before. So if asked, if we'll help them, we have to say, you've got to send somebody else on ahead with the letter because Jesus isn't there. Jesus is not there. We know he's not there. And once they find out that Jesus is out and about, Mark tells a funny story about that. The other three Gospels don't tell it this way. Just Mark says they clam up. They don't say a word. They keep their mouths shut, which is kind of funny because all through Mark's Gospel, Jesus spends his life telling people after he does some form of miracle in their life, he says to them, do me one favor. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. And the first thing they do is go tell somebody. So finally, you get to this place where this guy and this young man dressed in white says, go tell somebody about this. And they say nothing. It's the joke of Mark, really. The tomb is empty. And it sounds like an April Fool's Day joke to them. Gone bad. And so they go out in silence and in fear it's just really an uncomfortable moment for them. What have they done with Jesus? What have they done with him? Is this a prank gone bad? He's not here. And what do you mean, young man, that he's alive? He's gone on out ahead of us. And so they just clam up. Well, if you look at your gospel, Mark's gospel, really it ends here at verse 8. But you'll notice there are verses 9 through 20. People about three, four hundred years later felt compelled to add an ending to Mark that wasn't there. So they, they put some closure to this story. And that's why you see verses 9 through 20. And it says a longer ending. But it's kind of like kind of April Fool's Day, the history in a way, because there's a lot of speculation about Mark's gospel's ending. Some people think that he lost it, you know, moving from one house to another or whatever. He just lost those last uh, verses. Maybe he didn't back up his hard drive very well and he just lost it. But if you ask me, I agree with the scholars who say this gospel ends right there 
with them going away saying nothing. Silence and fear. He's leaving the ending open. He's just leaving that ending wide open for all of us. Sort of like Hunt the Gawk Day. You have to go out and search for Jesus for here. It's up to you. You've got to go find him because he's out there. He's not here in this tomb. He's out there. So you have to go search for him. One thing's for sure. It's a fool's errand to go to the tomb and look for Jesus because he's not amongst the dead. He's out there with the living. He already said so. He told him, you know, after three days, I'm not going to be there. Jesus is risen. He is not here. And we will not find him in the tomb. He's not dead. Death has been conquered. He is out and about in the world. So the fellow sends these ladies on to Galilee. You go forward. You go forward and you just keep going. And you'll meet him there. And the end of, the, of Mark is open for us to say, what are you going to do with the news? What are you going to do with the news? We know what the, these folks, these early disciples, these women, we know what they did. They didn't say anything. They walked away. So what are you going to do with the news? What will you do? What will we do? What will I do? Who will I tell? Who will I pass the letter on to? Will I give this story one more chapter? Will you give this story one more chapter? Or will we leave the tomb in silence and in fear? Too afraid to do anything with it. I don't really want to talk about resurrection hope out there amongst people today. They might think I'm a gawk, that I'm foolish. They might not want to hear what I have to say. They might think I'm some kind of Bible thumper or something. The notion that Jesus is alive, resurrection hope, the notion that there might be hope in the world. I don't want to say that out in public. We sealed him up on Friday safe and sound in the tomb, just like we're supposed to do with dead bodies. Gone ideas. The women went back just to finish up, to tie up loose ends, just getting adjusted to life without Christ with them. We were listening to the radio program. You know, we heard Chris and Chris report that Jesus had gone up, rolled away the stone and walked off without him. Shining, rising, new and alive. Changing the way that we would ever understand the world again. And if we go around and tell people that, tell people that Jesus is actually alive, that, we, that means we're saying that we actually believe that hope lives in the world. That resurrection hope is out there. And to a lot of people, that might just sound foolish. But not to Jesus. Not to Jesus. The Messiah is on the move, isn't he? The guy tells him, hey, he's going to be in Galilee. You just go there. He approached us in our silence and our fears. And he says, I got up. I got up. Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to go tell somebody? That's what Christ is calling us to do. It's not an April Fool's joke, really. 
Jesus got up and went out and about. And resurrection hope is alive for each and every one of us today. The end of Mark is open to all of us. What will you do with the good news today? Who am I going to tell? Who am I going to pass the letter on to? Who am I going to share to give this story another chapter? Or am I just going to leave this tomb in silence and in fear and say, I don't know. I don't think I want to tell anybody about this. It sounds too odd. What am I going to do with this? Jesus is up and alive and risen on the move. Pass it on. Keep passing it on. Hunt the gawk. Keep going and share that good news because if we just hang around the tomb, well, let me tell you, the joke will be on us. Thanks be to God today for each and every one of us that this table that's in front of us is a reminder that the Lord is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. And this table is to be shared with each and every one of us. And we're to take the grace here and the message here and share that grace out in the world. The Lord has risen. The Lord has risen indeed. And that's no joke. Thanks be to God. This is Neil Carter thanking you once again for listening to our podcast at Rocky River Presbyterian Church. You can also visit us at our website, complete with our online donations for those wishing to give. Come check us out at our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter. Or if you're in the Harrisburg, North Carolina area, feel free to drop in and visit us in person. Thanks again for being with us today.